0: So if you find it hard to regulate yourself while you're in conflict and instead of having calm and collected conversations in conflict you find yourself escalating and then you become triggered, maybe you're yelling and screaming at this stage when you're when you're yelling and you're just like escalated and triggered, this would be the stage that I consider that you're acting out of character. And if you feel that way, you're like, man, I don't want to escalate like that. I really want to be able to maintain my composure when I'm having conflict and not be so easily triggered in conflict. I'm going to tell you how this came to be. And then um, a belief that is keeping you stuck there. And then (laughs) how you can come out of it. So if let's say this is in your relationship, more specifically, because a lot of the women that Um, listen to the podcast or follow me are either in difficult relationships or in a relationship where they don't know quite how to navigate conflict in a healthy manner without escalating right without exploding or um, collapsing and just crying their eyes out and so how you got here you either saw someone model the way to handle conflict growing up um Period. You saw someone model it, you learned it, and this is the way you respond, right? When you're in conflict. Um, Another reason why you're here is because you weren't taught how to regulate your emotions. So being able to regulate yourself in conflict is a big deal. These are skills. These are the skills that I teach in my um, Free Woman Healing Group Intensive, the coaching program that is actually closing on Friday. Side note. (laughs) So if you ever wanted to coach with me, um, it's gonna be a high touch program. So if you ever, ever wanted to coach with me one-on-one, but you don't want that one-on-one price, then you're going to want to jump in this group and doors close Friday. Okay. Back on track. So you didn't know how to regulate your emotions or you don't know how to regulate your emotions. And then even when you do regulate your emotions, let's say you have some skills, you read a book or you took a course online, they gave you some like somatic or whatever, uh, breath work, meditation, journal, you're trying to do all the things right to manage your emotions. But it's not working. You go off into a safe space. You try to regulate. You come back, and you're still like on edge. You're still ready to explode at the drop of like anyone saying something wrong. Um, so that is that. It leads me to the next reason why you you are in this position where you have a hard time regulating during conflict, and that is because you're being triggered. So in that moment you're being triggered and there are there's some emotional wounding some um, past pains that have heavy emotional um, that are connected with heavy emotional responses which is why you're experiencing that like it feels like a loss of control it feels like I don't know why it's just like when I'm triggered in in conflict I lose control. And now I'm like acting out of character. And then after the conflict is over, I'm just like, oh, that is not me. That's not who I am. I don't want to be this way. Like, I really want to show up calm and composed in conflict, okay? Or during conflict. And it's possible, it really is. So, those are the three reasons why you are where you are. So, you're, you were conditioned this way, you saw someone model it you weren't taught emotional regulation, which kind of goes with being conditioned, like you didn't have a model or someone to teach you how to do it. And then number three, you're being triggered. So you have some past pain, emotional wounding, some trauma there that is attached to the trigger. And whatever you in your relationship, let's say whatever your partner is saying that's triggering you is causing you to explode. Yeah, right. And you feel out of control. So one of the beliefs that could be holding you back from actually showing up calm and collected in conflict and you keep losing your crap, the belief that you have is that it's a valid reason why you're upset, and it's your partner like if if you're in a, if you're married, then it's like, "Oh, it's my spouse, like he needs to stop saying things that trigger me. He needs to stop doing things that piss me off. Like he knows the exact buttons to push and those exact buttons he pushes, like probably not on purpose, but you know, he pushes them. And so when he says something like it pisses me off or say I'm overwhelmed because I have kids and I have a husband and it's like too much is going on and it's them. Like they need to chill out. They need to back up. They need to give me some space. I'm overwhelmed. Right. So the belief that's holding you back from showing up calm and collected in conflict is that other people outside of you are the reason why you are overreacting or that you are being triggered. Other people are the reason why you can't show up calm and collected in conflict. So that is a a belief that you may be holding because you walk away from that. And although you may be thinking, oh yeah, like that was out of character of me, another thought that comes up is like, They pushed me there. They caused me to do this. They keep putting more on my plate. They keep, you know, what is the word? Like overwhelming me with all of the needs and demands. It's just too much. Or my partner keeps complaining. Right. And it's just, I have so much on on my plate, so much going on and I can't hold it all in and I just explode. Right. So it's other people outside of you that has the control then, because if other people outside of you are the reason, then that means they have the power to make you triggered or not triggered. Right. And that is just not the truth. Other people can't control what happens inside of us or how we choose to respond. Other people can't control that. There's no one inside of your body making you yell. Right. So this is a belief that is holding you back. Once you begin to take ownership of your responses, ownership of how you are reacting and you flip that belief from other people need to change to I have all the power to make uh, make this happen, to be able to control my emotional responses. If I tackle those three things or the two things earlier that I mentioned, then you can begin to when you go to regulate well, let me just say this. If you're doing regular uh, emotional regulation tactics and they're not working, it's because you still have some unprocessed, um, some healing work that you need to do. Okay. Which, which is why one time I had someone tell me that they was like, I'm, I'm doing breath work and I'm meditating. And like, they was like, I wanted to scream at my kids. And then I took a break and I was like, I need a minute. I did. I was deep breathing. I was meditating. 15 minutes later, I go back to my kids and I'm just yelling at them again. And she was like, the breath work and the meditation or the breathing and the meditation wasn't helping me. And I'm like, well, that's because it's not going to help you. If, If you're in a place where you're triggered, you have to understand healing work. You have to understand reparenting your inner child. There are other steps that go with that. Like breathwork and meditation are tools. And yes. And I teach those in my healing. uh, We actually do those in my, um, free woman group healing intensive program. Those are tools that are necessary, but they are, um, if you're not seeing the results you want, it's because you're not, you're not going deep enough. Like you have to, you have to go another layer deep, right? Sometimes, yeah, you can use the tools and it helps for some areas. And Some it doesn't, right? Because there's just too much emotional baggage connected to the triggers and that's where you got to do the deep work. Okay. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like weeds. Think about it. Like when you have weeds, you, when you mow over them or you clip them from the top, they're going to keep growing back. Like if you want the weed to stop growing, you have to actually pull it from the root. You got to pull it from the root so that way it stops growing. If you keep just mowing over the weed, it's going to come back a few days or a week later. I don't know. I'm not a lawn person, but (laughs) I do know this much. You got to pull it from the root. The root has to come out. So it's the same thing when when you think about your emotional um, states. Like if you're having a hard time controlling your emotions or regulating or processing, meditation's not working, uh, breathing deep is not working, taking more time and and breaks throughout your day is not working you're still easily triggered you're still feeling on edge that is a sign that you have unhealed wounding some healing work really is what it is i'm trying to use the right word so you guys can understand it because i know healing is such a big word but you have some past pains that's that are attached and memories that are attached to the trigger that need to be processed fully processed through um okay so the next the next 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 point so the next one this is a common misbelief too so if you're not able to maintain your own emotional state despite changes in others moods so let me ask you this does your mood remain stable even when other people's moods change okay that's a that's a real question there. A lot of people will say, "Oh, I'm an empath, so I feel other people's moods. So, in in order to protect myself, I have to keep my distance from people, or I'm, you know, people are like I'm an empath. I'm an introvert. I keep to myself because I don't want to take on other people's energy, right? Um, here's an example. I, actually, I was driving my son to school this morning, and I thought, my kids are like anal about being on time. They got that from their dad. They need to be on time. Otherwise they are upset. And before when, before I processed through this or whatever, I did a lot of work. And so, but before I did all the work, there were a lot of moments driving my kids to school where they would become dysregulated. And when they were dysregulated because they thought they were late or whatever, thought they were late, let's stick with that uh, story. So I would become dysregulated. So I remember this morning I was driving to them to school, my son to school. And I was like, he was a little uh, dysregulated because he thought he was going to be late. And so I'm driving. And normally I would be like, feel anxious inside. My heart would start beating fast. I would start to feel agitated. I would feel like just really on edge, like a panic, right? Like a light panic. Um, and then irritation will come on. So I'm, I'm dysregulated because he's dysregulated, right? I'm upset because he's upset. I'm, you know, whatever mood the person in is in that you're around is the mood that you're in when it comes to being dysregulated, right? Like if they're upset and angry, all of a sudden now you're upset and angry. And the excuse or the belief that you have is that I'm an empath. So I feel other people's feelings. And so in, on this, you know, with this belief, you're going... You're all over the place. Every time you're around someone that's dysregulated, you're dysregulated. How miserable is that? Right? And so, what I realized today when I was driving was that I wasn't as tense. Like, I know, first thing I noticed was my hands on the wheel. I do a lot of body work, and that's also the work that we do in the Free Woman Group Coaching Program. That's the way I coach, it's somatic. So, it's a lot of tuning into your body. What is your body telling you? Because our society our our culture in america we're so disconnected from ourselves we're so disconnected from our bodies we don't stop to 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 pay attention to what's going on within our bodies and if we did, we would notice hey there's something wrong here, right or hey, you know what's going on with me there or here or whatever before we wait too late and then we explode because we're overwhelmed or we're stressed out and blah blah, blah. when the overwhelm and the stress could have been caught and could have been processed through and could have been regulated had we been tuned into our bodies from the beginning, right? And um, what did I leave off at? Okay, so, anyways, I'm driving and I'm, I noticed that I just felt this deep inner peace. And I keep talking about this on my Instagram, but it's so true. When you do the healing work and you are consistent, like you you don't give up, you just keep doing the healing work, and keep, and especially somatic work, which has been transformational for me. You keep doing it, or you do the healing work, you will notice your life will change, like your inner state, emotional state changes. So I went from my son and daughter on being on edge and being dysregulated, and I'm dysregulated, to my son's dysregulated, I notice it, and I still feel the same way I felt before I knew he was dysregulated. Like I still, it's just like this rootedness, this deep inner peace that only someone who's an empath or who is a highly sensitive person or has been affected by trauma, only someone who's lived in this constant state of hypervigilance would understand this. Like you're on edge when they're on edge. And now it's like, I'm not on edge. I notice that they're on edge and that's it. I just notice it because i've done so much work now and i have all the tools so in my head i can process things if i do and you know we're human if i do notice that i start to get dysregulated because someone else is dysregulated i know the exact steps to do i know exactly what to do in those moments to regulate myself to self-regulate so this belief that says i'm an empath and therefore i feel everyone else's emotions that are around me that is a false belief You do not have to feel everyone's emotions around you. I'm gonna introduce you to a new term that I was introduced to, that I actually love, okay? It's called emotional sovereignty. Now, emotional sovereignty is like emotional autonomy, independence, power. So when you fall into the belief, when you choose to believe that you're an empath, so you have to take on everyone else's emotions and feelings, you are giving away your power. You are giving away your autonomy, your independence, your ability to feel and to be free to choose how you will feel feel in any given moment throughout the day. You're saying that I have no control over how I feel. I'm just this exposed heart, this exposed being. All of my insides are on my outside and everyone, I just feel what everyone else feels. And I walk around feeling what everyone else, it's like, no. You don't have to do that. That is a lie. You do not have to do that. Yes. We're more sensitive to other people's emotions and we notice and we catch things, but you don't have to take it on. You get to choose how you want to feel at any given moment. And this is the work that we do when we're healing. This is the work that we do when we learn emotional regulation. Okay. And this is where we have emotional sovereignty, the ability to have power over how I am going to feel and not leave that up to how other people are feeling in the moment. And therefore now if my husband is dysregulated, I'm fine. I'm cherry. I'm rosy. I don't think cherry's a saying. (laughs) I am totally fine and regulated because I know how to do it. And if I do sense myself, uh, I know how to do it. Meaning I know how to regulate myself. And and I and also I'm so rooted in my identity and in my self-worth and in my value that when someone else gets dysregulated, I no longer make that mean something about me. If they're dysregulated, I no longer feel like, oh, I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad person. I, you know, I'm a failure. And I and, you know, subconsciously all these stories that play in the background, which causes that like that intense anxiety. Right. Feeling like, oh, I failed them. No, no, no. You don't have to. You don't have to feel those ways. That's why I named my program Free Woman, because you get to be free. You get to be free from feeling like you are the cause. You are the problem of other people's dysregulation, right? Other people are responsible for how they feel. Even if my son was dysregulated and unhappy because he was going to be late, he is responsible. He has emotional sovereignty over his own emotional states, not me even though I am the mother. Right. And the same goes for all of your relationships, you in your marriage, you with your boyfriend, you with your friends, you get to have emotional sovereignty. You get to choose who you connect with, whose emotions that you want to have empathy for, right. Who, and then also how you're going to show up in the moment. Right. And the way that we do this, I talked this on my Instagram, talked about this on my Instagram, is through differentiation that is the answer. That's the key, okay? You have to be able to differentiate different I cannot talk today, you guys. <laughs> you have to be able to differentiate other people's emotional states from yours. You have to differentiate other people's emotional states from your value, from your worth, from your from your beingness, right? Because just because someone is dysregulated around me, that doesn't mean anything about me personally and and my worth and my identity, my value, okay? This is the work that is going to get you to a place of emotional sovereignty, which is emotional independence, freedom, power over, so so that you are no longer in conflict saying, it was my partner, it was my kids, it was my sister, it was my mom, like they piss me off, they trigger me, they're this, they're that. Even if they are, even if they are, even if you're talking to someone who's narcissistic, it may be a little more challenging, but you, when you become, when you begin to heal and learn how to regulate yourself and rebuild that self innate uh, self identity and self worth, it doesn't matter who comes up to you. You are so rooted in who you are and how you know you choose to respond in any given situation that you're not stepping out of character you learn how to handle conflict and you learn how to respond not react okay because no one has control over you not someone who's has narcissistic traits not someone who's men, trying to manipulate you not someone who is controlling not someone who is annoying not someone who is who knows how to push your buttons none of that matters I mean, it, it, it partially matters because obviously you don't want to endure abuse. You don't want to endure misbehavior. You want to set boundaries. That's all part of it, but I'm talking about your emotion, your ability to regulate your emotional state has nothing to do with anyone else and everything to do with you. And the way that you're going to get there is by putting aside these beliefs that it is them. They have control over me, not me, or that I'm an empath. So this is just how it, how it is and how it has to be for my life. It does not. And Take full, complete ownership and walk in your emotional sovereignty through healing, doing the healing work, processing those, um, the past wounding through emotional regulation, learning the skills of of how to regulate with your. um, So one thing that people may be missing when they're when they say you go out and buy a course or a book or whatever on how to regulate your emotions is that it's not tied to your very specific personal um, beliefs and fears and wounding right? And that needs to happen in order for you, because you have to know how to do it for yourself. And this is all about rebuilding that relationship with yourself, reparenting the younger parts of you that are showing up when you're triggered, because that's what it is. It's not your true core self, the highest version of you and inside of you. I know some people don't like that. Um, I've heard core self being used to instead of highest self, but what it is, is just the most holiest, purest version of you, Right. Some people say Holy Spirit in you, whatever, whatever you want to say. I say highest version and true core self. That version of you needs to shine more than the fearful parts of you. The fearful versions of you are, were developed when you were younger. That's where you developed your beliefs, your fears, all the things, right? You learn how to be in the world. You know, you learned. um, how to think in the world, what to think about the world, how to view the world. And those things were developed when you were younger. And so the work that you do when you're healing is reparenting those younger parts of you and bringing in this older, wiser, compassionate, open, curious, um, higher self, true core self part of you to lead. So that way you're no longer reacting, but you're responding from a centered core, just rooted, grounded place. Okay, that is what the work does, he, the healing work does. Another, I'm gonna go over one more and then that's it. We're already at 20 minutes. So another belief that you could be believing that's holding you down into a place where you are um you're constantly feeling like you're easily triggered or you're reacting, you're yelling, or your emotional states feel like emotional roller coaster. A belief is that I'm at capacity, I'm overwhelmed which could in fact be the case, right? Like you could be at capacity, you could be overwhelmed, and this is why you're freaking out. But I'm going to tell you something, someone who has been doing the healing work, who is rooted and grounded in their identity, their value, their worth, and who understands and truly knows how to regulate their emotions. Even when they're overwhelmed, even when they're at capacity, they know how to process it calmly. They know how to process it with composure and without losing or stepping out of character. Okay, and when I say character, I mean their identity, who they are. When they visualize or envision, who is this, who am I? Like when I think, who is Justina? Well, Justina, when she's overwhelmed and stressed, is a whole lot calmer and more composed than Justina when she wasn't doing the healing work was overwhelmed and stressed, right? That's not to say you never get upset, you never raise your voice, things like that. But when you go from, I'm going to speak personally for me, how it is for me, yelling all the time, constantly losing it, like feeling like I'm on edge, like this emotion, I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down, I'm just, ah, right? To I I sense there's overwhelm here. Okay. I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm able to communicate what I'm feeling, identify it. Well, first identify, then communicate. Then I know exactly what to do so that I can process through this overwhelm, or I just welcome the overwhelm. And I know what I need to do in my situation, in my present day life so that I can get through what it is, the task that it's at hand. So if I need to finish work, I know what I need to do, what, what needs to happen and how to communicate that so that I can get through this work, right? Um, some people, a lot of people will will do like forcefully, like I just need to ignore my emotions. I need to ignore the overwoman, We just need to do this, do this, do this, do this, like push through, right? You can go forcefully or you can go with compassion. You can go with understanding. You can go with this deep-rooted peace, this knowingness and this grace. And sometimes if you are overwhelmed, you know oh i need a break oh i need to do this oh it needs to wait and you give yourself grace for that versus self judgment self criticism just such that inner inner voice is just so negative and then you're even more frustrated cuz it's like i didn't do what i was supposed to do and now i'm just i'm negative so negative on the inside i heard someone say something the other day or i read something where they were like you oftentimes when you're like say you're in like a difficult relationship or a toxic relationship whatever and you come to reala- come to the realization that you're in one and then it's like, oh wait, hold on. Like the way they speak to me is so critical, so judgmental, so negative. And then you begin to heal and then you get some separation and then you notice, oh wait, <laughs> the voice within me is so critical and judgmental and negative, right? If you're still in that space where your inner voice is critical and judgmental and negative, it doesn't have to stay that way. Life gets to be so much more peaceful when that inner voice changes. One of the best things that I did for myself was learn how to change my inner voice to one that is like cheerleading you on, me on, that is so graceful and compassionate, so loving, so gentle, so kind. Holy crap, it, it's, it's a game changer. Um, so anyways, these three, I went over three different uh, beliefs, I'm at capacity, I'm overwhelmed. That keeps you stuck feeling like you have no control. So these beliefs keep you stuck feeling like you have no control of your emotional states. They keep you easily triggered. They keep you acting out of character and yelling and doing things that you don't want to do, feeling like you're riding an emotional roller coaster, right? So we went over uh, the the false belief is I'm at capacity. I'm overwhelmed. That could be one. The other one is that I'm an empath. I just feel what other people feel more easily. And the other false belief is that uh, it's people outside of me. My husband needs to change. My kids need to be stop being so demanding. My mom needs to stop nagging me. My sister needs to stop being so controlling, whatever it may be, right? It, that people outside of you have control of your emotional state, that they're the reason why you're triggered. And those are all three of the false, the, the misbeliefs that you could be believing that's keeping you stuck, dysregulated, acting out of character. And the answer to that is to find and develop emotional sovereignty. Emotional sovereignty, emotional autonomy, emotional independence, emotional power, where you take full ownership of your emotional responses, where you do the healing work, you learn emotional regulation, you practice, you don't give up, you build that resilience, and you stay in character, in, in, in character of who the highest version of you is, regardless of how people outside of you are behaving. Okay. I hope this was a good episode for you, that it resonated with you. Remember doors close Friday. I only have three spots. One person's interested. So I'm probably only gonna have two spots as of tonight or tomorrow, maybe even one actually, because I have some more clarity calls that I'm about to get on. So if you've ever wanted to coach with me, now is the time. Jump on it. Click the link in the show notes um, or go to my Instagram page and click the link there and sign up. You can sign up right then and there. As soon as you make your payment, you will get sent a contract. You will get sent next steps, the intake form, the coaching questionnaire, and we get started first thing next week. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity. I don't know what it's going to look like moving forward. I need freedom and flexibility and openness in the way that I run my business. So I don't I don't know what kind of offer I'll offer next. I don't know if I'll give the same amount of access to me because this offer is high access. Like you're getting weekly coaching calls. You're getting uh, bi-weekly emotional release sessions that are guided by me. Meaning we're processing through all the things that you have not, <laughs> we are, there's going to be, there's just so much in this group. That's not in probably not going to be in the other ones that I create. Cause it's a lot. Um, so yeah, if you've ever wanted to coach with me, this is your opportunity. Um, the best way you can thank me if you enjoyed this episode, the best way you can thank me is by sharing it on Instagram stories and tagging me. Because it spreads the word, number one. Number two, you notify me. I get to know that you that it did something for you. There's nothing more rewarding for a podcaster or a podcast host. Podcaster sounds like such a weird word, right? There's nothing more rewarding than someone who's poured... Pouring their heart and soul into something like this, like a show, which I've been doing for three years, nothing more rewarding than to actually hear your stories, and to see how how the show is impacting you. Okay, this is your show too. I create for you guys. If you guys weren't here, I would I wouldn't even be on here, right? Like, so the best way you can thank me is by taking a screenshot, sharing it to your Instagram stories, um, and then tagging me. All right. I love you guys. I will see you on the next episode. Bye.